The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down our gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the 1978 college football season, as chaotic a season as a sport has ever seen. For much of the season, Alabama and USC battled for the nation's number one spot. USC soundly defeated Bear Bryant's Alabama team early in the season to give the Tide their only loss. But at season's end, Alabama won their bowl game against a tougher opponent, Penn State, on a goal line stand for the ages. While USC, well, in the Rose Bowl, they defeated Michigan on a controversial touchdown dived by Charles White. So, you may think I'm spoiling the story, telling you the chaotic nature of the season, but I've only skimmed the surface here. This is the story of the 1978 college football season, as chaotic a season as the sport has ever seen. The preseason AP polls went like this, Alabama-Arkansas, Penn State-Oklahoma, Notre Dame-Michigan, Ohio State-Texas, USC-Nebraska, and Clemson was at number 18. In the season opener, Alabama defeated Nebraska 20-3. So by week three, playing at Alabama, number seven USC comes to town, and they soundly defeat Alabama 24-14, and this really gave the Tide their only loss in the entire season. So in week two, a number 18 Charlie Pales Clemson team was shut out by Georgia 12 to nothing. So the AP polls, they shuffled their decks and came up with this. Oklahoma number one, they were 3-0. Arkansas number two, 2-0. USC number three, 3-0. Followed by Michigan, 2-0. Penn State, 4-0. Texas, 2-0. And at number seven was Alabama, 2-1. But within two weeks, Texas had lost to Oklahoma 31 to 10. And now the AP polls read number one, Oklahoma 5 0, number two, USC 4 0, number three, Arkansas 4 0, number four, Penn State 6 0, number five, Michigan 4 0, number six, Texas AM 4 0, number seven, Alabama 4 1, and number eight, Nebraska 4 1. Well, what followed inexplicably the following week. USC lost to Arizona State at Sun Devil Stadium, and this gave USC their only loss of the season. Michigan, they lost to Michigan State 24-15, and Houston, well, they took Texas A&M out of the picture, soundly defeating them 33-0. Back to the AP polls. At this point, they read like this, Oklahoma number one, 6-0, Penn State number two, 6-0, Arkansas undefeated 4-0, Alabama Number four, five and one, their only loss to USC. Number five, Nebraska, five and one. Their only loss to Alabama. Number six, Maryland, six and zero, oh, and USC was four and one at number seven. Clemson, they were unranked due to their only loss to Georgia in week two. Well, after that, Lou Holtz's Arkansas team would lose two in a row to Houston and Texas. Nebraska, they would defeat number one, Oklahoma, 17 to 14. And then in turn, they would lose the next week. They lost to Missouri 35-31. to Michigan. They would go on to soundly defeat Ohio State 14-3 to to finish the regular season with one loss. 
And Penn State destroyed a number five Maryland team 27 to three. A number five Houston team with one loss would go on to lose its season's end to Texas Tech 22 to 21. So going into the bowl games, the AP polls read as follows. Number one, Penn State was 11-0. Number two, Alabama was 10-1. They had lost to USC. Number three, USC was 11-1. They had lost Arizona State. Number four, Oklahoma was 10-1. They lost to Nebraska. Number five, Michigan was 10-1. They lost to Michigan State. Number six was Nebraska at 9-2. And number seven was a 10 and one Clemson team whose only loss was in week two to Georgia, which set up the bowls. And in turn, the chaos only got more chaotic. It started early enough in the days leading up to New Year's Day when a legendary coach got himself fired. And the first of what would be two of these comeback for the ages occurred in this bowl season. It all started in the Gator Bowl when Woody Hayes led the Buckeyes up against Charlie Pale's Clemson Tigers. Now, the game pitted number 20, Ohio State, 7-3-1, and they faced this really good Clemson team, number seven, who had just one loss all season. With a little over eight minutes left in the game, Clemson was holding on to a 17-9 lead. Arch Leister scored his second touchdown of the day, and Ohio State got within two points, and the two-point conversion failed, so the score was 17-15. Clemson got the ball back, but their drive was stalled, so now it was Ohio State's turn, down by two down 17 to 15. Well, they drove and they were faced at the Clemson 24 with a third and five. Charlie Bauman, who's a linebacker on Clemson, dropped back into the coverage. And Arch Leister didn't see him and threw it to him. It was the only interception of Bauman's career at Clemson and the only turnover of the night for the Ohio State offense. Well, Bauman was tackled near the sidelines in front of Woody Hayes. Hayes grabbed Bauman, threw a right cross that landed on Bauman's neck, And the next day, Ohio State fired Woody Hayes. The other chaos reigned on New Year's Eve in the Blue Bonnet Bowl. This matched Georgia against Stanford. And Georgia had scored a touchdown early in the third quarter to take a commanding 22 to nothing lead. And then it all changed on a dime. Stanford scored three touchdowns in a span of four and a half minutes in the third quarter. Added a field goal later in the fourth quarter to stage this miraculous upset over Georgia as Stanford defeated Georgia 25-22 in the Astro Blue Bonnet Bowl. It wasn't just the upset, it was how they did it. So on the New Year's Day, and really the point of the podcast, to show that chaotic nature went through the season, went through the bowl games, and continued on New Year's Day. Well, before we get to New Year's Day, let's return to the season for a little bit. For a while, it was thought that Penn State would play Nebraska in the Orange Bowl. The Huskers had lost to Alabama 20-3, to but they did climb steadily in the polls, and they moved past the Crimson Tide. And remember, the Crimson Clyde had lost to USC earlier in the season. But what happened was, one week after Nebraska had defeated their arch-rival Oklahoma, they lost the regular season finale to Missouri 35-31. to This shuffled the decks once again, and now what happened was Penn State was off to face Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. As for Nebraska, well, they were off to play Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl for a rematch. So let's first talk about the scheduling. It's January 1st, 1979. Two bowl games played out at the same time, simultaneously. On ABC was the Sugar Bowl. On CBS was the Cotton Bowl. Oh, my. The Sugar Bowl saw number two Alabama stop number one Penn State on a fourth goal stand to win the Sugar Bowl in the national championship. 
And at the exact same time, the Cotton Bowl saw Joe Montana, who was weak, sick from a virus, playing in an icy, freezing rain, return onto the field and lead a number 10 Notre Dame team back from a 22 fourth quarter deficit. And they defeated number nine Houston 35 to 34. On the last play of the game, Montana scored the winning touchdown on an eight-yard pass to Chris Haynes. The Sugar Bowl, well, as mentioned, this was for the national championship, pitting number one Penn State 11-0 against number two Alabama 10-1. This was really a titanic matchup, right? Legendary coaches. Joe Paterno, who holds the most wins in Division I-A history, against Paul Bear Bryant, who holds the third most wins. Well, down 14-7 with seven minutes left in the game. Alabama had a goal line stand for the ages as they stopped Penn State cold on the final two plays, two feet from the goal line. On the final play of the drive, Matt Gooman, Penn State's running back, was stopped short by linebacker Barry Krause, and that left Penn State inches short of a national championship. As the officials spotted the ball right before that play occurred on fourth down, Marty Lyons, the Alabama defensive lineman, said to quarterback Chuck Fusina, you better pass. Now, the other two games of the day were the Rose Bowl and the Orange Bowl. In the Rose Bowl, number three USC defeated number five Michigan 17 to 10. But as for the chaos, yeah, it went through this game as well. See, in the second quarter, USC tailback Charles White left from the three-yard line toward the goal line. And what happened was he actually lost the ball at the one-yard line in midair. And that was really clear to everybody except for the judge who threw his hands up and signaled touchdown. Again, Michigan lost the game 17 to 10 on that play. USC won the game on that play. As for the Orange Bowl, well, number four, Oklahoma got some postseason revenge for late season loss by defeating their big eight rival, number six, Nebraska, 31 to 14. The two teams split their games that season. And as for the final AP poll, here it is. Number one, Alabama was 11 and one. They won the national championship, according to the AP. But remember, they lost to USC earlier in the season. Soundly, I might add. Number two was USC. They were 12-1. and one. Remember, they had lost to Arizona State. And moreover, their touchdown in the second quarter of the Rose Bowl wasn't really a touchdown. Number three, Oklahoma, they were 11-1. Losers to the team they beat in the Orange Bowl. As for number four, Penn State, Joe Paterno wrote in his, in his memoirs, I really should have passed on that fourth down. Michigan was 10 and 2, and Clemson finished at 11 and 1. Their only loss was a week two loss. So let's see. A legendary coach was fired, two comebacks for the ages, no resolution on New Year's Day. This was the story of the 1978 college football season, as chaotic a season as there ever was. Thank you for listening to the history of college football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.